I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Solo ho, the one and only. You niggas know me. Your bitches want me. Determination. I got a grip. Nine five lokes. I am not a crip. Blood, sweat, and tears. Hotel tears. Your shirt term tells tell won't sell here. And Miss Aiko told me, let me so let my soul sell here, and let me get a hell yeah. Open your eyes. You niggas know what it is. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Blackout Test Podcast. I'm your host, Rod. And Karen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Saturday, which means feedback time. So uh, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. Unofficial sport. It's Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Mm-hmm. This is the episode of the week where we read and listen to all of the stuff you had to say to us. Mm-hmm. And about the shit that we talked about. Yes. And, uh, you know, you guys are the stars. Uh, you guys actually pay and support for this show. Uh, let's give props to those people who gave us money. Maurice Novembre, um, Miami Vice villain. He hooked us up. Um, glad you're still working, brother. M. Stevens, she hooked us up. Thank you. Uh, Bomani Jones, uh, of Around the Horn, of, uh, uh, Highly Questionable, of, um, Dan Levitar radio show, like everywhere you go um the evening jones i mean crazy man did you know highly questionable mike the hitman called in dj mike called in uh, you was playing that yeah yes. mike, is, mike from chicago called in and talked to dan and Stu guys uh i have not laughed so hard in my life that was good to hear uh, him again yes i miss mike in chicago we got to get him back on yeah, sometime soon i gotta call him and see what's up yes he one of uh, my favorite people in the world uh terrell j he hooked us up with a one-time donation thank you so much terrell um uh, jennifer h she hit us up with that recurring donation thank you baby monica c with the recurring donation uh harris teeter he hit us with that recurring donation thank you so much we enjoy your sandwiches we we and, do uh, we do and i'll be going um and buying some uh gumbo so mm-hmm. look you know, look forward you should to probably me. lock that hot sauce away from the rest <laughs> of the hot sauces <laughs> yes that wasn't cool harris uh rovita j she hit us up um and uh we got a donation from uh my man antonio a uh hit us with the one-time donation thank you so much guys thank you i uh, really appreciate it uh marvin b yes marvin, marvin b. b he hit us with that one time oh recurring donation thank y'all so much uh everybody who continues to chip in on the show man like i said without you guys really couldn't uh make it possible i know it's so and uh that's literally and uh figuratively yes you know? sir y'all literally keep the boat afloat as roger says and mm-hmm. y'all keep us motivated to keep grinding and keep putting out good product for you guys uh, yep uh so we got a bunch of stuff obviously the site five star reviews on uh, itunes and stitcher you leave us a five-star review on itunes and stitcher we will read it on the show regardless of content uh, we didn't get any from Stitcher this week, but we got a few on iTunes. Okay. So I will go over there and read it. Uh, Karen, how do they leave a five-star review that we will read on iTunes? To leave a five-star review on iTunes, any Apple device that you have, go to iTunes or iTunes app or however you get to iTunes with your Apple device and type in the black guy who tips. And up in the left-hand corner, it'll say leave a review. 
Uh, you can star it or you can also star it and write a review. We want you to actually write a review because it does matter. I know a lot of people listen go, nah, the reviews don't matter. I don't want to waste my time. I mean, it's, it's something so simple, but a lot of people don't think about taking the time to do it. But it really does matter in iTunes. They help <laughs> us in the ranking of iTunes and people, you know, can actually look and say, well, wow, they're actually doing something over there. So if you're like, well, I don't have the money to support. I can't go premium, but I want to do something for the show. This is a way to help the show for free. And also for those of you that have smartphones and actually uh, you can actually go on to um, wait a minute, go back to iTunes. You can also go to iTunes.com if you don't have an Apple um, account mm-hmm. and actually make an Apple account and follow the uh, direction that's before. But also to Stitcher, on most smartphones you can actually go to Stitcher.com and actually search the Black Eye Who Tips and you can uh, leave us a review per episode and you can also leave us a review straight on the page. Yep, and uh, you can also leave, leave it in the app uh, for Stitcher too, I yep. believe. So. Yep, per episode. Um, all right, man. Five star reviews, and uh, Apple for some reason uh, didn't put put a couple. I don't think from last week, oh. where people did read them, but they weren't posted by the time we started the show. So I think. Let me know if I'm repeating, but I'm pretty sure I haven't read these yet. Oh, uh, you might not. And sometimes Apple is kind of slow mm-hmm. in like a delay. You'll be like, I left that three days ago. Apple, like, we ain't got to it yet. But they will do it. But also, before you move on, if you leave us a five-star review, now, Stitcher doesn't matter, but for iTunes, if you leave us a five-star review outside of the continental United States, this includes Canada and it includes Mexico, please let us know because we don't get them. Yeah, we need to know what country it's from. And then we can go look it up. Yes. My favorite podcast by Black Rob. I've been listening to the Black Tips podcast for almost two years. I finally gotten around to leaving a review. I guess you can say I wanted to make sure they were the real deal. Or maybe I'm just lazy. But either way, <laughs> I'm finally giving this podcast a five-star review it deserves. Rod and Karen consistently put out a great show that is funny and entertaining. My only critique of the host would be their taste in music. Karen was relatively unimpressed by Beyonce's latest release while finding <laughs> while finding J. Cole to be an exciting and energetic entertainer. Mm. <laughs> he trolled to me. Rye was unimpressed with Childish Gambinos because of the internet, yet thought Drake's Nothing Was the Same was a throwback to gritty hardcore street rap. You son of a bitch, Black Rob. <laughs> He's gonna have people coming here all disappointed, going, This th- th- he lied. Getting us the wrong kind of fans. Yes musical taste of the host aside this is without a doubt my favorite podcast thank you rod and karen for putting so much hard work and effort into this podcast and putting out such an amazing product for us to enjoy thanks black rob we appreciate you brother thank you sweetie rare find says listener check five stars this podcast is entertaining and captivating so join the cult of rod and karen and die laughing while getting your life exactly. oh thank you the best by cyber kinetic five stars obviously Funny as hell, love the dilute the race episode. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, people like that working hard. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you guys are out there on top of everything. Oh, top. <laughs> so good, five stars by Paul Andre Joseph. It's good. I had to. It's so good. I had to review it twice. It's better than loyal pussy with an egg sandwich and simply orange juice. If you have to read 500 plus reviews <laughs> and not try this show out, then what are you waiting for? Yeah, exactly. That's true, and I'm surprised he got pussy through. Mm-hmm. He, he, well, he put it with no spaces and shit. He figured a way out. Okay. Greatness. Rod and Karen give weekly lessons in the deliverance quality content in abundance. 
Well, thank you very much, BJH923, for your five-star review. Thank you. Very entertaining and thought-provoking podcast. Five stars by Genosis64. Go premium. Florida is greatness. So, <laughs> two things. Shout out to you states. Yes. Uh, two very different statements. Uh, very straightforward. Um, and uh, Florida is greatness if you're into uh, deaths, uh, wacky people, drugs. Ah. So I, I can see that's how the place will, to be. I can see how people would like it. We had comments on the page, uh, voicemails, emails. Uh, what do you want to do first, Karen? Mm, let's do uh, reviews on the page. Comments on the page. Yes. All right. Last episode uh, or the first episode of last week was Instagram is the butthole of America. It's <laughs> a so feedback episode uh howard writes in i stand by my argument carry on i don't know what the argument was it's been a week yep and i'm glad and, glad you stand by it though yeah uh you were probably wrong but who cares uh <laughs> is it bad uh the, the poll was is it bad if a two-year-old is twerking and her family is laughing yes it's bad no it's fine uh 58 percent of people think it's bad and 42 percent of people think that's eh, not really a big problem uh yeah i don't think it's a big problem mm-hmm. but baby just dancing yeah I, i'm surprised people listen to this show that are that uptight about a two-year-old twerking she doesn't know that what's going on you mm-hmm. know but uh okay all right cool um i'm sure those people will be writing us letters at some point if they're oh, that uptight of course <laughs> <laughs> look i do not approve of y'all twerking on camera uh we had episode 624 fire in the hole um where uh we were joined by amber p from the black sexy geeky and mental podcast mm-hmm, that's my um, girl they had a few comments uh howard writes in always fun to aphrodite always i guess to have always fun to have aphrodite amber on the blackout tips again never a boring show as usual fuck juan pablo with chills dick juan pablo is the bachelor he said some stuff mm-hmm. about gay people mm-hmm uh if i could say something supportive to tamara maori it would be to remember that people ain't shit and they're just jealous of your happiness remember they talk shit about jesus um tamara maori got called a bunch of racist names for dating a being married to a white man Mm -hmm. so porn has moved to las vegas good i think we'd much rather look at a brothel worker that's been in the game for about 10 years they have braziers push another skinny ass 19 year old who looks like 16 chick on us again give us women with experience nevada um so i guess uh he's howard is saying uh he wants some more seasoned veterans then not only that it's actually a smart move because where las vegas is especially like on the the strip and stuff you already got people gambling you already Mm -hmm. got people spending money so you know a lot of prostitutes out there make money so you know it's not too far-fetched yeah, I don't know if they'll have seasoned veteran prostitutes oh. going. Show. I feel like they'll nah. just fly in. Yeah, inexperienced women. Uh, the, yeah, that's not gonna yeah. change now. You, White you, dudes want to see young ass chicks get fucked, and there's really nothing you, you can, can do, do about, about that. It. That's gonna happen no matter where they locate that shit. I ain't that the truth? They're not gonna start suddenly being like, you know, what we need is a woman with seasoned experience. They're gonna be like, mm-hmm. uh, bringing the 19 year old that happens to be from Reno. You know, of course. Uh, he also writes, also, ghost peppers are that old chestnut, the only fruit on earth that will turn your insides into a kaju portal. Uh, Anthony Animal Thug Tatum says, Rod, you are a brave soul. Peppers are truly no joke. I once bought habaneras peppers 
once accidentally thinking they were poblano peppers for some pico i was making i diced them up (laughs) thought my life would go normal but i was Uh wrong my fingers were burning and getting numb so i googled the pepper and found out what it really was and i and realized i had chemical burns on my fingers from them i know the ghost is so much hotter so i know you were going through it you deserve a tippy for your tale of triumph it was more like a tale of perseverance man i survived those peppers i didn't triumph (laughs) (laughs) you made it through yeah i went through the trials um we talked about on the show the poll was our pro condom advocates trying to make porn safer because you know amber was kind of speculating like it could be that they're trying to make porn safer and i was like they could be but maybe i'm more cynical but my theory is that those people just wanted porn out of the state of california of course they don't care Um, about that and they knew people would you know it it would start a slippery slope to where eventually people wouldn't want to watch porn uh from that state anymore so people had to move to a state where they can not use condoms yeah and that buzz back to what i said before y'all running money but are you replacing it with something no okay are pro condom advocates trying to make porn safer? They just want, well, they just wanted porn out of California. No, they were trying to get porn abolished or yes, they want people to be as safe as possible. 22% of people think they wanted it to be safe as possible, which basically if you add up the numbers, 80, what, 78% of people realize that in some form they either wanted it out of California or abolished. Mm-hmm. They want it out of California. 44% of people think that and they want it abolished. 33% of people believe that. So, um, a lot of people think, you know this is not they're not on the up and up so to say they're not mm-hmm. out here for the safety of the women in the industry you know oh, that could care less uh we had a uh, episode 625 man of steel convictions uh where we had a uh, comedian mike lawrence on the show of nerd of mouth uh podcast um album satamantium mike lawrence comedy.com um you know had him on by phone really cool show my dad actually told me he listened to some of this one and he likes mike and went and looked up some of his work and stuff so that was cool mm-hmm. um and i you know i love mike's uh comedy and he's just, very funny he's a cool ass dude um so we uh we had com- a comment on the episode um this is by uh howard again i don't watch agents of shield for the very reason mike stated it just comes off as a sad sorry attempt to bring in new fans i don't know about you but my fear of when marvel and dc do things to their characters to make them more palatable for the mainstream is that it will be dumbed down in a manner similar to what i saw with transformers low on the story and how the explosions vfx and regular people no one gives a shit about um i mean i think the marvel movies have all been in a higher quality than transformers movies me too now i also think people like you and uh mike are a little bit um like delusional about the comic books i think the comic books have been placed on this holy grail and they're flawed just as flawed if not more flawed than any movies that are being produced by them yeah yes and also most comic books have had the characters written and rewritten umpteen hundred times so you get different versions of these characters and this is just their version of it yeah, that's why it's flawed to me is that their perception is like this idea. Well, what about this one time in the comic book that this cool thing happened? And I'm like, that's cool. But what about the 27 times that that shit didn't happen or they <laughs> fucked it up or something was terrible for years? Um, like the comics are, you know, they revamp, reboot, get different writers, mm-hmm. go, do, 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 go through different story arcs. 
and we just kind of cherry pick the good ones and the shitty ones we don't really talk about man and or or you know we we talk about in hush corners like they don't count but to me it all counts so if Mm -hmm. anyone can make something coherent out of the sloppy mess that is comic book fiction um have at it and just make it a quality product i'm not saying everything that makes it to film is good obviously there's some shitty ones true but you know for me i i i'm i make allowances for and to uh you know some of the movies where i'm like okay they took a liberty with uh you know superman or they took a liberty with um batman or whatever and if it's good on film i'm okay with that if it's not then i then i won't watch it so i don't really agree that um you know and also i enjoy agents of shield like and me too you know i I also and the thing is i also enjoy uh marvel's avengers assemble so it's you know it's not like there's no either or for me like i I can enjoy that on a 10 year old level or on a level of a 36 year old man so um anyway i enjoy them and i I don't i'm not gonna apologize for that Mm -mm. and uh you know i'll make jokes and stuff about you know oh i guess i'm a horrible person but I, I really do enjoy these things. I, I don't think anything's wrong with them. I think people are looking hard to find some sort of uh, misgivings with them because it kind of validates our nerd cred when we can go, oh, no, this thing is terrible. You guys just don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Just my two cents, though. Obviously, different strokes for different folks. Uh, who was right about Man of Steel, Rod and Karen, Mike Lawrence, or I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I haven't seen it. 23% of people have not even seen Man of Steel. Uh, which makes sense. Our, our audience isn't entirely composed of people that are as nerdy as, as me and, uh, you know, want to see comic book movies as much as Karen and true. And um, other people that, excuse me, other people that actually did, uh, see it. 58% of people left in this poll. They agree with, uh, me and you. They think that we were right about Man of Steel. 19% of people agree with Mike Lawrence, um, which is funny, man, because I feel like there's a vocal minority with Man of Steel because a lot of people like that movie, but then the people that don't like it, they are very they, vocal. They let you know, dog. Yeah, most people like, like I like it. I, you like it. All right. I liked it. Fuck you. It's terrible. I think it's the worst thing ever. And you're like, oh, 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 calm, calm down. I liked it. And that's kind of all that matters to me. Yeah. Like if you, like if I go on my Twitter right now and just go, man, man, it still is a great movie. The people that agree with me probably won't say anything, but the people that disagree will go be able to go on for hours about how it's not great. Yeah. It's like they don't want me to have enjoyed it. It's yeah. like I, I can't I can't take that back, guys. I really did have a good time. I have and it was at literally one of the best movies I've seen this year last year and I really liked it and I really enjoyed it and it was just one of those things where uh I like I just liked it and enjoyed it. And, you know, and I know a lot of people get off on the, you know, some people have valid things. I don't like it, but some people get off on you like that shit. I don't. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. I'm not even trying to tell them that they can't, that they should like it. It's no, just, it just feels like they're telling me I shouldn't and I can't, but like I don't trying know. Trying to convince you is like, you yeah. don't have to convince me. No matter what you say, we're just not going to agree. We can, yeah. we can be cool. Not agreeing on the movie. I'm okay being judged. Me too. Black Rob says, I think nerds like Mike have a nostalgic sense of the characters they grew up with and their criticisms end up coming off as nitpicking in defense of nostalgia. I'm 32 years old. And if I'm being honest uh, about the comic book based on TV shows and movies I grew up watching in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, most of that shit was lame as fuck. Folks like Mike are trying to hang on to shit they loved as kids. And in doing so, they nitpicking shit on the reimagining of char- the characters they grew up loving. Rob was spot on. If you take on 
if you take each new movie tv series as a reimagining of the characters or just an alternate universe without holding on to previous ideas or notions of the characters these new comic book movies and tv series can be much more enjoyable to my fellow nerds stop being so damn invested in these characters mike's main argument against man of steel is i think superman should behave like this and since he did not behave like this and man of steel man of steel is a bad movie that shit is dumb i feel like a lot of nerds walk into movies with their arms crossed and frown on their face looking for reasons to be mad all because they don't want to let go of some shit from their childhood why not walk into a movie with no expectations of the movie or preconceived notions of the characters and then just enjoy what you see on the screen um i like for the most part i agree black rob but i I mean mike's not here to kind of defend himself but i would say i understand the point of people that walk in with preconceived notions because it is based off of something that has existed and they're just going in with this general feeling of these are the characters i've been following and if you're going to make a movie based on these characters these are the traits i would like to see on the screen and sometimes movie people are like that's not a trait that i agree uh should be represented on the screen yeah and also uh for a lot of uh people their perspective we talked about it before a lot of nerds like a lot of i'm not speaking for mike but i'm saying a lot of nerds like nerd culture when it was small but when you're making a billion dollars movies, you got to make it for a mass appeal. And they was like, hey, this is the way we want to do it for the mass appeal. And a lot of people are just angry because they feel like it's not ours no more because it's not ours no more. Fuck it. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, like, I don't really think like, I, I mean, I, 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 I hope that people like Mike aren't walking in a theater with their arms crossed hoping to not enjoy it. I hope not either. You know, because to me, that would sound crazy. I, I think they probably do walk in wanting to enjoy it. Yes. But they have really, really high um, standards. True. Um, for what they want to see. And the more, more, more than likely, what's funny is the kind of thing that I think they would enjoy is exactly the kind of thing most other people wouldn't, wouldn't enjoy and that just like it'll always be a conflict of interest because movies that no movie's gonna ever attempt that the movie that tried it uh is a movie like that you know just knowing mike from the, the show um the one of the movies that did that mike hates which is uh which is uh pacific rim pacific rim was a very specific type of movie for a very specific pacific type group. of group for a very specific type of fan of certain things. So mm-hmm. anime, yep. the the big monster fighting, the mm-hmm. mech stuff, like people that are into that, they pretty much kept everything true to life, to the spirit of so much other anime that is based on the same thing. But that's such a niche group. You're going to have people walk out like, fuck this movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't do this. It didn't do that. It didn't do this. It didn't touch on this concept. Another director probably would have taken it spread out made a made a love interest out of uh you know the two main characters they probably would have you know just done a bunch of other stuff you know set it in america just you know whatever they have to do to make american audiences go yeah i enjoyed that but then i as a fan of that type of anime i would have walked out like well that wasn't as good as i would liked it to be yes so it's a real cash 22 right like do you make this movie for everyone that everyone can understand and enjoy and have a good time or do you make this movie where you know uh you're really going to have um you know some uh, i don't know you're going to just really have some type of nerdy ass characters all up through it and and i go wow that's just like the comic book 
but at the same time i walk out and i go but you know nobody saw the movie and they're not gonna make a sequel that's right so it's a catch-22 man but i'll listen to mike dissect dissect anything i just this I just is where his so brain funny. ticks yeah yeah i just think he's so funny man he's just so good i i don't know what to tell y'all man i i can listen and like even when i love something i will listen to him to shit on it just because he's so good at it yeah and his perspective prince Laurent says i disagree with the notion that superman did not care about metropolis and man still he did the best he could given the circumstances zod did not come to earth to fight superman he only wanted the codex once he had it he didn't care about superman if he really didn't care about humanity he would have let zod convert earth and he still would have been good why would anyone hate a good movie just because Clark Kent is not perfect? I would not want to see a terrible ass movie whose goal is to show how much of a Boy Scout he is. Also, fuck anyone who had a problem with him killing Zod. A living Michael Shannon is dangerous in any universe. Um, yeah, the thing that was weird, and I didn't want to, we only had him for a limited time, but mm-hmm. if I could have, I would have talked to him the whole time about Man of Steel. Um, it's weird to me that, I mean, the plot of the movie basically centered around Metropolis and then another part of the earth all the way on the other side of the globe. He, it wasn't him choosing to fight, to have a showdown in Metropolis. Mm -mm. This is where the machine was. And they were trying to stop him from destroying the machine. So it was one of those, like, he's going to have to fight in Metropolis. Um, And it's weird that, you know, to me, if people are like, well, if they would just edit it in 10 seconds of him, like grabbing a baby in a stroller or a lady falling from a building or some shit amongst the middle of this fight they would have been fine and to me that's weird because it's like a city getting destroyed is a city getting destroyed Mm -hmm. you know it's not like they show people turning into goo and shit like it wasn't graphic it was just this idea of destruction and uh, it really fucked with people and i think that's what the point of that scene was Mm -hmm. and i think that was what they were trying to say about this universe is you know this shit is crazy um it's also funny whenever people bring up the what about batman what was he doing what was uh so-and-so doing the whole time and because i'm just like i don't man i don't i feel like you could bring that up in every story yes you know only once in a while do they have a real crossover that really involves everybody in these marvel universes there's all kinds of shit where they're just like uh you know uh spider-man is um is is getting uh attacked by uh somebody in new york and it's like well the fantastic four could have showed up to help mm-hmm. the uh you know the, the x-men someone would have shown up other than just going ah spider-man's probably got it you know what True. i mean but i i think it's just a selective yeah, like it just depends on what universe you create honestly yeah and when you don't like something it's easier to be like yeah batman should have stopped it or whatever that's true too now Corey Gaines says, I agree with Rod. I hate the sappy Superman movies too. A real Superman will fuck some niggas up in the story and it's a movie who gives a fuck about him being kind and gentle. Well, I think that matters. I think they'll develop that in the next, uh, next movie. Uh, I think people don't talk about that enough. Um, in a world where we know we're getting sequels, a lot of times things just develop a little slower than nerds like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a lot of times by the time you get to a movie two, you know or three they're working on the things that you didn't like about movie one but Mm -hmm. you know i I don't know man i like i said i get why people shit on it i just don't agree with them true nigga go super saiyan on them kryptonian bitches oh and carmelo went super saiyan on them bobcats 62 yeah no assist what a class the truth no assist pass the ball mellow we're not here to watch you couldn't get one assist with all those shooters on your team what is wrong with you dog but uh all right last episode of the week 626 america's america's glass house uh 
uh howard writes in i really wish oliver stone had been allowed to make the mlk movie he wanted yes people would have called him a racist for besmirching the name of a great black leader but come on people a black preacher that had side chicks and was shady are we that blind do we not read all the stories of our preachers fucking our kids and giving women hiv is, is there a bunch of stories that i'm not uh, well, i must know. not get them do we, do we, mm, yeah i, I need I exact seen, figures yeah, on i how many. these uh, i'm not saying it doesn't happen, happen yeah but, uh, but i need exact stories um why do we draw the line at showing his faults but no one gets outraged at movies that show malcolm x and nelson mandela's imperfections uh also in the case of richard sherman you're right rod this is just another case of white people losing their shit that a black man got a little hype around a white woman of course this does harken back to the infamous kanye stage jack at the vmas but we both know but we both know i'm going with this point so i well i'm going with this point so i end my point here all right we had uh the poll would you like to see a realistic mlk movie yes or no i think it's a fair question to ask right Mm -hmm. um I think the assumption by the Martin Luther King family is somehow black people would be done a disservice if uh, there was a movie about, you know, Martin Luther King in his entirety, including his flaws and all. And uh, I was wondering, like, what would our audience say? Because I could see an argument for being like, no, I want my heroes to be unbesmirched heroes. I don't want this this in-depth movie about Martin Luther King because um, people might not respect him or see him in a different light after that. And I can also see an argument where it's like, I'm an adult. I know that this man still had impact on the world and could possibly be knocking off women on the side. It doesn't matter. Would you like to see a realistic MLK movie? Yes, I want to see a complete picture, flaws and all. 80% of people. So I was actually surprised that number was so high. We do. 20% of people said, no, just keep it light and safe. Don't need all that shit. Um, here's some comments. Anthony Animal Thug Tatum says the MLK movie would be the Dallas Buyers Club of the Civil Rights Movement. Raw and gritty, but heartfelt and uplifting. It could be, it can't be in the line of Precious where you won't see it more than once. Um, I'm def, HC says I'm definitely down with the realistic MLK movie, but I'm not exactly weeping for Oliver Stone. With his questionable racial history, most recently calling Obama a disgrace and choosing to support Ron Paul for president who has his own racial issues, I'd feel a bit safer with a different director. Oh, I forgot about that shit. He did do both of those things. Um, Prince Leron says, I would love to see a film where MLK is depicted as a human being instead of a martyr. I think some people do not want to see it and have not want and have not wanted to face their own hypocrisy that goes for the people who also make sure who always make sure to put the reverend in front of his name every time they constantly stand on a moral high ground that it comes when it comes to adultery so they would not face that part of mlk the tickler says i need both one i can take the kids to when they're about eight years old and one and the the keep it real one for when they are about 15 or so and can process the fact that even heroes have a human side they do Possible black man says, realistic, fuck no. Matter of fact, I want to see MLK re-envision in today's world as a G fighting against white supremacy and white privilege. Give, give it, get Beanie Siegel to play him. Shit'll be dope. Oh okay. no. I just mm. not disagree with that one. Yeah. I think he was trying to make a joke. Uh, we have voicemails, Karen. Let's do this. Yo, what's up, man? It's your boy, Southside, man. Um, look, I was listening to your feedback show and, uh, yo, we need to get an amendment, a petition for the uh, best impression uh, for the Tippy Awards, man. Because nigga, that damn, <laughs> that damn, um, 
impression that you was doing the, the fucking the fucking five percent of niggas, man. Look, <laughs> <laughs> yo, man, I'm, I'm fucking dying laughing at that shit, dude. Cause that shit, man, that shit is so funny. It's like. Damn, that shit was funny as hell, man. I, I just had to call in to say that shit. It was like, you know, because that shit was funny, bro. But anyway, yo, um, I always enjoy the show. And uh, I'll take it easy, man. Peace. Thank you, Phil. We appreciate that, brother. Um, Next voicemail. Just take your time, voicemail. Let's know. Terry, this is Brianna from HR1. I was just returning your phone call. Um, I, I was just hoping I would catch a hold of you because I was excited. Um, I did find my email, and it does confirm um, that um, think she the out-of-pocket maximum works the same as the deductible. So um, under the core plan, mm-hmm. one individual can meet the out-of-pocket maximum themselves. Okay. Um, so once your spending, which includes the deductible plus the co-insurance, reaches the annual out-of-pocket limit, which if you're in the family plan is $10,000, then the plan should pay out 100% of covered expenses for the rest of the year. Oh, okay, that's um, good. I am sending you an email confirming this. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to respond to the email or mm-hmm. give me a call back. I can be reached at 855-471-2255. Just ask for okay. Brianna. Thank you, and have a good evening. Oh, you're cool. You're welcome. So this is going to cover all the herpes? That oh, was, you know, I was nervous uh, that it wouldn't be able to cover all of the embarrassing I, I, uh, I guess, STDs I have. I, I guess she didn't listen to the uh, pre-recorded uh, message up front, up top. Yeah, she didn't hear the, hi, ah, you reach right, <laughs> care of the blackout <laughs> tips. Mm-mm. Hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. I wonder if she just thought that was odd. She's like, wow, Terry really has a weird voicemail. Yeah. But, but he uh, is black. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I know he's married, so I'm, you know, I'm assuming so. This is kind of odd, but, you know, I leave the message anyway. Hope he's not somewhere dying of HIV right now (laughs) because they called the wrong number. number. (laughs) Bitches are digital too off. Yo, what up, Rod? What up, Karen? This your boy, Montreal in the A. I just want to say I appreciate y'all's show every time I listen to it. I appreciate the fact that I'm driving in my car six hours a day. And I at least have an hour and a half of y'all of just pleasing my ear. Okay, enough with love fest. Um, Rod, I watch Blackfish. Nigga. <laughs> y'all have a go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so good. A lot of people watching it, and they, they're uh, finally understanding the joy of yes. watching Blackfish. And Terry died for this, for, for, for you guys to be able to call in on this voicemail. And leave these messages. So oh, yes, they did. Make sure you guys step it up, because uh, Terry is probably no longer with us. So <laughs> no. we can make these jokes about blackfish mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature. So treat the voicemail line with very much seriousness after this. Please do. Rod and Karen, this is Lewis from California. Got a call a couple weeks ago talking about diluting the race. Yes. Um, commenting about your Richard Sherman part you guys did about completely agree with you 100% about how it was more about a pretty blonde white woman. Mm-hmm. That's why so many people uh, ended up freaking out behind Richard Sherman. But I have to take issue with your last part. Okay, your my nigga. last part of, of your statements, you were basically uh, saying it was a good thing that he apologized. Mm-hmm. Now, over the last few weeks, especially the last few, even the last few months, I hear you guys take issue with people that apologize 
uh, you know, behind controversial, come back and apologize when they say controversial things. Mm-hmm. I take issue because you guys went ahead and, uh, you know, didn't hold it strong and say, you know what, fuck Richard Sherman because he came back and apologized for what he said, especially since you give other people a hard time on that. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're going to go ahead and defend it. Right. Say, well, you know, other people say racist stuff and everything, but no, that's not I what think what you guys did was a typical, what we do as black people, mm-hmm. defend each other, even when we're wrong or even when we don't, dis- even when we disagree. Uh, he should have been a man and said, I meant everything I said. I don't have to fucking clean it up. You know, he's a young black man who's soon to be one of the, who's soon to be the highest paid corner in the league next year, probably. He shouldn't have to apologize for anything. As black people, we always trying to fucking apologize for shit that we don't even need to really apologize about. And uh, love your show, but I think you guys are wrong on this. So go ahead and defend it. I know you're going to defend it. Mm-hmm. But Rod, he, he, he was wrong on this shit, you know, because you stuck up for him. You know, when they like, oh, you know, it was good. He apologized. No, no, no. Fuck that. He shouldn't apologize. We don't owe these motherfucking shit. All right. Stay up. Love your show. Peace. Okay, first of all. Okay, I guess I'm not going to say. Go ahead, Karen. No, I won't speak for you speak. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, this is the thing. He really might have thought about his actions, and he really might feel sorry about them. You he, started off so strong, Lewis. And and, and the, the thing about it is this. I thought he was going to dilute Aaron Andrews. That's what yeah. the problem was. <laughs> He if, was he was close enough to it, wouldn't he? Right. If he would have diluted Aaron Andrews live on the air, Lewis wouldn't even have a problem with it. No, not only that. And and the thing about it is this. He made a public statement and he apologized publicly. That's what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. The problem we have is that you make a public statement and then you won't apologize privately with emails on Twitter, on Facebook and other avenues versus putting it on the platform that you turned around and you said it on. He said it on a public platform, so he should apologize on a public platform. I don't have an issue with that at all. And it's in and, and and also, it's funny how people think just because somebody says something, people can't have remorse about what they say and turn around and apologize. I don't even think it's for white people or anything like that. I think he honestly thought about what he said and said, this is not correct. This is not right. I, I want to apologize. And I don't see nothing wrong with him ap- truly apologizing. Now, if he didn't give a fuck, he could have said fuck it. But I really do think that he felt bad and apologized. Yeah, um, here's my thing. When I say, first of all, I never say fuck them for apologizing. That's not, I don't have any problem with people apologizing. Me either. Okay. What I say is I don't defend people who make apologies. So I'm not going to defend him uh making it all about him instead of his team in that moment because that's not normally what, 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 what athletes do after a game. And I understand mm-hmm. why he would feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. So in this context, uh, and it may require some critical thinking skills. I'm not sure, uh, what your level is. You know, I had to dilute the race whole thing. I wasn't sure how serious you were about that, how much was a joke. But, um, Lewis, my, my issue with stuff like, let's take, for example, the onion. I think the onion made a, a funny and valid joke to call Covigine Wallace a cunt. Why? Because it's ridiculous that any human being on earth would would ever think that she was anything less than a fucking angel. So it made sense in the context of what the onion does and that it was a joke. Mm -hmm. They later apologized to that shit because they got a lot of backlash. And I felt like you guys are only apologizing because there was backlash to your shit. You don't actually mean it. For one. True. Two, you're apologizing for what you do 
which is not you know which is which is not out of character it's not like you accidentally made that joke right i feel like uh when he uh when sherman uh and i said this on the show when sherman said what he said about crabtree a lot of people would, would could think it wasn't classy and could think it was out of line mm-hmm. without even bringing up his race True. without any of this unfortunately there are some racist that are also on the side of attacking this man for being loud and brash and black mm-hmm. uh so so i feel like um you're conflating two issues i don't have a problem with him apologizing if he legitimately thinks i was over the line i in a moment where it should be about my team making it to the super bowl no one's bigger than anyone else on this team no one's this isn't an individual this is the legion of boom as a as a defense as a culture as a unit we're going to the super bowl i can see why he would be like shit that's my bad y'all i'm not anti-apology so just you know so uh maybe you just didn't have that understanding and hopefully you're getting it through this I have no problem with anybody making an apology. Mm-mm. But at the same time, I don't like when people, I don't defend the actions of people who apologize. That's right. That's all I'm saying. I have no defense for him going off and making it all about him. I've seen a lot of black people that do try to defend it. I don't have a defense for it. I, when I said it, I thought this is the most hilarious, entertaining interview I've ever seen because it's wrong because you're we've taught we're taught we're not supposed to do that shit in sports you're not supposed to be that guy right that I, that guy happens at the i see what i've seen worse shit than him at the side of the ymca but it's still at the side of the ymca there's a reason none of us niggas is on tv acting like that ain't that the truth you know so so that was my thing if you want to call me a hypocrite um then you just understand you just misunderstand my my uh policy um so that if if you catch me saying well not only did uh well if you if you if i would have said like to 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 be a hypocrite in my opinion what i would have had to say is he apologized but he didn't do nothing wrong i don't even know why he's apologizing that's not what i said i was like oh no uh, i can see why he would think about that and apologize because that mm-hmm. shit was crazy okay i don't think he was threatening a white woman i don't think Aaron mm-hmm. andrews was scared i don't know nope. i just think le- legitimately that moment of just ego and braggadocio and machoism machismo and all that shit for him was out of character in the fact that it took the spotlight off of his team after their team won that game like it wasn't just him by himself out Mm -hmm. there and i know he probably felt like man this is fucking stupid i'm a distract i'm being a distraction um you know i'm obviously uh making it about me and about one play there's a dozen other things that had to happen on that last drive to get us in that position to win that game and um i really think that that's all it was so um that i won't defend i'm not doing it because he's black i don't give a Mm -hmm. fuck about because i even said on the thing where i was like i hate that it's gonna make racist people think about that shit but i don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck i didn't care about this shit when it happened for 72 hours I didn't even realize y'all motherfuckers was making an issue about it. I didn't even realize racist people were uh, up in an uproar even more than usual. Cause I, it didn't seem like that big a deal. It was like, damn, that was kind of some asshole shit to do. The end. Why do I uh, enjoy it? Because I'm an asshole. That's why. Oh yeah. And I thought it was funny. Yes. Yeah, I did. It, was, it wasn't some, a black man can't even be. It wouldn't matter who did it in my book. Mm-hmm. yeah but it, but i never had this defense of uh, oh so a black man ain't allowed to be bold it's like no nah, nah, i didn't see it that way i thought that people that were going in on him 
for just not being classy quote unquote would have been the same way if shit there were people that didn't like tim tebow for getting on one knee and praying mm-hmm. and that's the you know you can't tax someone's religion they didn't like that shit because it made them look like an individual on the team so you know i understand why he would be against that or why he would apologize for it that's why as far as the race shit man save that for somebody else uh we already know how people get down when it comes to black men acting braggadocious and all this shit and when they start describing him as threatening and dangerous and all this shit shit that's a completely separate issue completely separate issue from the idea of him saying i apologize for attacking an individual taking the attention away from the fantastic game by my teammates that was not my intent i'm good with that so you know and if you think that's being a hypocrite then you just don't have the critical thinking skills to really follow the show um all right next voicemail hi rod and karen it's rj from colorado or better known as roadbox riot um just calling to hey first of all you guys are doing fantastic as always um and then I had to make a comment about this. It was on your, uh, which episode was it? It was Fire in the Hole, where he said ghost pepper hot sauce. Um, Bravo, sir, because I have used ghost pepper sauce to get back at people uh, for eating my food. So (laughs) you're better than me eating it yourself. But then again, I am a person that will eat habanero peppers, you know, straight, so... I'm pretty sure ghost peppers would probably upset my stomach a little bit. But anyways, uh, love what you guys are doing. And I'm glad you guys liked the bottle of whiskey I sent you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two different brands in Colorado, but uh, Tim Chuck is the best. Mm. So I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, apple juice. I might be sending some more stuff. Uh, who knows? Uh, if I can think of anything. Uh, other than that, um, you guys have a good one. I'm driving, so I need to concentrate. Uh, <laughs> going to work. Uh, other than that, you guys have a good day, and uh, keep up the good work. Okay? Bye. Bye. Bye, sweetie. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that 10 cup. It was delicious. It's all gone. So you know I was drinking on it. Um, and the apple juice just makes it go down even smoother. I was even drinking it. You know, if I'm drinking it, it must be good. Um uh, and uh and you don't even need a lot of apple juice really man Mm-mm. just a splash and mm-hmm. the shit just goes down like it's all apple juice yes so good um and uh yeah thank you so much for sending it and uh i forgot the first thing she was talking about um something show related she started talking about that alcohol and i lost Habanera my train of thought peppers. oh yeah the ghost peppers dog i don't know i'm never fucking with them again period i don't i i don't even like endurance challenges with my hot so that was never a thing for me so i like i wish i had read the bottom back of that label because it clearly was just counterculture to me and um yeah you getting revenge on people with be careful with that shit because i feel like that could kill somebody like that's how strong the pepper was i was like if someone would have put like half a cup of this in my whatever i'd be dead right now so (laughs) uh last voicemail Hey, Rod and Karen. It's RJ again. Um, I guess I had better clarify when I said I use ghost pepper uh, hot sauce to get back at people. I have lived in a house 
uh, with like six other people. And we all had to buy our own food. You know, it, there was pretty much, you asked if you could have some of somebody's food, you know, you get a yes or no. So I have specific items that I thought nobody else would eat, and they were coming up missing. So we had a bottle of Atomic Bomb ghost pepper hot sauce, and I decided to make a meal for those who I thought were eating my food, which it turns out they were. And they had to use aloe vera for the next two days to soothe the birds on their ass. So... Needless to say, they stopped eating my food and start, started asking me for permission. I know they or did. Or started asking me, you know, if they could have some of my stuff. Because I don't play that. I'm greedy. I like my stuff. Uh, don't touch it. So, but yeah, that's what happened. And you're right, it burns. Uh, but it's good. It's so good in small amounts. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys that quick story. So, you guys have a good one. Take care. Well, obviously, I needed to mix it or just use a much, much smaller amount because I, 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 for like the three minutes before it started trying to kill me actively, um, it was delicious on my burrito. I was like, this, I made a good decision. Yeah. This sauce so good. I took another bite. I said, put another drop on here. Ooh-hoo. And mm, you know what? Uh, let's go ahead and put two more drops on this bad boy. And by the time I was like a good, uh, you know, five to seven drops in is when the first drop started hitting me and i said "Woo, pop the molly i'm sweating up in this house by myself <laughs> and that's when i went to the old google machine and twitter and said uh hey guys um y'all ever heard of ghost pepper sauce and everybody responded you gonna die boy i hope you didn't try none and so uh that's why <laughs> yeah that hot that that goes uh, that sauce right there, you know how we cook like for a crap pot. You probably just put one drop and just be enough for the whole 13 gallons worth of food we got in there. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, but it was tasty. I agree with you. Um, all right, man, we had some emails. All right, guys. Okay. Um, and I'll open up the phone line 704-557-0186, uh, for if people don't want to call. Um, Shana writes in living in Boston. Hey, Rod and Karen. Oh, hold on. Got a phone call. Yo, what's up? You on the show with Rod and Karen? Okay, see, hold up. Hold mm-hmm. the fuck up. See, okay. I got some shit I got to get off my goddamn Get it off your home. motherfucking chest, nigga. Do it. Okay, all right. That, that's what I'm finna did right now. Now, I'm almost caught up, so I'm listening to the wine and the whiskey and the moonshine and the women, <laughs> ladies. Okay, well, okay, okay. So, hold on. Okay, so... I've been doing you for about three years now. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, y'all know I be pushing that brandy hard, heavy, and often, right? Okay. Right. All right. Now I've been begging y'all, get on some brandy with a nigga. Right. Can't do the show. I can't do the brandy. Do that. So I turn into the episode and you mean to tell me you gonna sit here and drink whiskey? You gonna drink whiskey mm-hmm. after I the motherfucking bed you? The mm-hmm. fucking sit- you mean tell me oh you could drink whiskey with these chicks, mm-hmm. but you just can't pour a little liquor and drink some brandy with your nigga? Is that what I'm hearing? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, okay. I do first, chill, I will even do you one better though, chill. I also drank wine and I drank moonshine. 
Yeah, uh-huh. See, see, first of all, didn't I tell you y'all wouldn't allowed to make no goddamn drinks no more? Because y'all come up with this bullshit, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you gonna put apple juice in the motherfucking whiskey. I'm grown! Like, no one can stop me! Oh, I God, am delicious. an adult, and I will party like I want to! <laughs> it's so good, chill. You, you know what? I would dick slap both of y'all niggas and hang this motherfucking phone up. You're going to sit here and tell me whiskey and apple juice is the shit. It is it, so it, good. It is. It tastes like pussy juice cocktail. It's it's wonderful. Mm. Oh, my God. It, I mean, it is so smooth. Seriously. And I'm not a drinker like that. So for me to say that it shit. Like pussy juice it does taste like yes, pussy juice with cocktail. Skittles. It like I, Like real Karen, talk, man. Karen, Karen, <laughs> Karen, Karen. Karen, uh, I really don't know what they're saying because I know uh, you don't leave pussy juice around now. So mm -hmm. I really don't know what the hell Rod trying to say about that shit. If it tastes like pussy juice cocktail, mm -hmm. Karen, I, I, I'm just I'm, I, uh, Rod. You got one more time. You, you, you got one more time to, to the goddamn curve. But you laughing for Karen. You right there with him. Drinking the apple juice. It's it delicious. And you know, I couldn't really even, even though the show was awesome, but I really couldn't even enjoy the show because my heart was just broke. I'm like, and these niggas just rub me in. Like the mm. apple juice and hickle Karen. Mmm. And the apple juice, mmm, it just highlights the taste so lovely. And it just makes it go down. You up here giving critique like mm. you some kind of, some kind of spirits <laughs> expert and all this bullshit. And I'm sitting there with a broke heart. Just, just oh. like, as I'm sipping my brandy all by my lonesome. But I tried your, I tried your brandy and I drank it when you was on the show with us. Mm -hmm. I, I did it. I we drank it to, just like you told me. To you told me. With it. Yeah, you told me two ice cubes and just enough to go to the ice cube and i did that yeah. shit yeah 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 and and and, and what so, so, so you just you wait you you feel you got the don't you ever mix nothing with no brandy <laughs> i didn't i, I didn't drink it straight make my chest burn i'm a punk and chris I, i'm not apologizing i'm just telling her the truth i drank it with her when she was on the show man i'm not scared Y'all, y'all the ones that be scared of chill. All these shows walking around here scared of chill. What a chill gonna call? What's chill gonna do? Chill this, chill that. Maybe that works on those nice Canadians, but I am not scared. Plymouth Rock didn't land on me. I landed on Plymouth Rock. That's right. I'm better than Malcolm X. They need to be scared, cause see, I love y'all, so y'all ain't got to worry about. The mother shows need to be scared, cause yeah, I've I been listening to some new shit, and yeah, I got some shit to say. Now I'm found out. Oh, oh, oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! That's all I got to say, man. Hey, but um, about the um, you know, it's it's amazing some of the feedback y'all get, you know, and um. The, the, the shit about Martin Luther King. I'm like, didn't we do a whole shit about that on a feedback show one Saturday? Yeah. When we, when we imitating all that shit. So I'm, I'm just like, mm -hmm. come on. I mean, at, at this point in time, I'm like, look, if, if we can't handle the truth, it's just like you say, come on, man. You know, just, just go, go back behind whatever rock you came from under and, and just stay there. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Coretta, oh, God damn it. I don't <laughs> love them hoes. God damn it. Coretta, why are you going through my Blackberry? <laughs> you know I didn't give you the password. Huh. I don't know who the fuck no Nanisha is. <laughs> you you ain't seen me over there with Jesse now. Yes, you Coretta, you know we was not at the Chick-fil-A with all the white bitches. That's Jesse that be on them white holes like that. I don't I, even fuck with Jesse. I just go for the chicken sandwiches. <laughs> All she did was suck my balls, Coretta. I 
Jesse is a bitch, Coretta. That nigga always snitching. <laughs> oh, man. He be sitting around hanging around with Jesse and shit. Like, Jesse, you know how it is. Bitches be tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bitches ain't shit, Jesse. You can keep this shit up with your bitch ass. You're going you're gonna to be 70 years old having love children, Jesse. You keep this up. He ain't never lied. He ain't never lied, man. Je- Jesse thought he had his shit on lock. Man, shit. They're like, you, and like people, y'all should know, like, as I said before, Jesse Jesse was a Q. That nigga was, what, what was about the King of Alpha? Come yep. on, really? Really? Come on, man. Come on, man. Man, anyway, if y'all want to black people, if, if, if y'all want to live in fairytale land and really not know the truth about your, about our black leaders and our black heroes, it's just, hey, more power to you, but right. damn it, I, I, know, I know the truth. I know the truth. And I will crack jokes till the day I motherfucking die. Because it's like you said, he was human. He mm-hmm. wasn't a god he was human and i like my dick suck too <laughs> maybe if you was maybe if you were sucking more dick around here i wouldn't be out in these streets <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm glad we're doing this before ml uh before black christian month and after mlk day duh we caught in the middle <laughs> yeah Hey, fuck around. We'll come up with some ill shit, um, Black History Month, man. We'll just take it to the end. Take it to the house, man. Shit. We'll have dialogue and all. But I don't want to keep y'all too long. I just want to check in tell y'all niggas I love y'all. Oh, uh, you, you too. Know what I'm too. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm still catching up, as y'all can see. I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. I'm almost there. So people don't know, don't, 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 whatever. People, I'm, I ain't going nowhere. Like I tell y'all, I'm still in effect and, uh, I'm coming for you niggas. Y'all better, y'all better not come. Okay. It's 2014. Y'all better come correct on this motherfucking show because if I catch anything or hear anything that's your ass I promise you that's your ass mm-hmm. that's your ass alright I'm gonna let y'all niggas get up out of here um yeah, I'm still nursing a little cold and I feel the coughs coming on so yeah I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here I'm gonna drink some brandy now without the apple juice <laughs> <laughs> you know now that you told me not to do it I'm gonna mix that shit you're like, oh, you, I bet it's gonna be good you know I do not I do not take kind to being told what to do put <laughs> some honey in it make a hot toddy I fuck around and die I don't even know what it's okay, gonna do <laughs> Okay, if that's the case, if that's the case, Rod, do not send me a thousand dollars, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna send it. You ain't telling me what to do, Jill. You gonna hey, see? Rick, <laughs> do not send me a thousand. Do not do it. Mm-mm. Nah, but on the real, man. <laughs> hey, man, keep doing y'all thing. All these haters out there. I mean, I had some more shit to ask you about mm. your sci-fi shit. Like I say, either way it go. I don't care. Just continue. No, I'm going to clown. I'm still going to clown each and every one of you. But, like, if you like it, do you. Right. If you don't like it, stop worrying about the ones that do. Do your own thing. Find out what you like. Leave people alone for liking what they like. That, you know, that just pisses me off. If you don't like sci-fi, don't watch it. If you don't like comic books, don't watch it. All right? But don't but don't, don't shit on somebody else's parade because they get a kick out of it. Right. Like I said, either way, it don't matter because I'm clowning all of you. But, but screw them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I had some more shit to ask, but I don't want to run y'all over over time. Cause well, fuck it, I, I I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna try. Go ahead. This, in. Yeah. this this is what I wanted to ask you about about the about the about these comic movies and stuff. These comic book movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when it comes to these superheroes, cause Bob made an interesting point a while back. You know, like he said, sometimes like he gets his nerd on, and 
he looks at the science of it all, like you know, G force, time this, time this, time speed, you know, that kind of thing. Is it is is it that kind of thing that nerds kind of shit on? Like, you know, is it the actual story? You know, like sometimes I hear about backstory. Where's the backstory? Or we the backstory isn't right. Is it that, or is it like when you're looking at the movie, it's like. Okay, this don't add up. There's no way he can go from here to there in that amount of time, clear that much height. And he's only six foot tall. There's, no, you know, is it that kind of thing going on? I mean, what? Nah, is I, it? I, it's not that which I would be fine with because I, you know, my favorite genre of TV and movies is Impossible White Man. The reason it's impossible is because the shit is really impossible. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you fall from a seven thousand story drop just because you hit a tarp a couple no. hundred feet up. It wouldn't actually slow you down enough to when you hit a couple branches in the tree, you would live. Like you would just right, be impaled right. with branches all the way down to the ground and probably right. die die in the middle of the fucking woods somewhere with broken limbs. So, so like I, I wouldn't mind people critiquing the shit like that because I actually think that's pretty funny too. When, mm-hmm. when you're like, nigga, Iron Man couldn't get to Miami in two minutes. You know, I think that's funny. But um, right. what happens is you have these nerds that's been reading. 20 something years of comic Comics. book history mm-hmm. and someone some other movie person tries to encapsulate that into two hours of a movie and that's then the impossible. nerds get mad at them for everything they left out of a two hour movie and it's like that's insane to me like you are going to always be unhappy because it's fucking impossible to, to get everything valid and reasonable and good into a couple hours of a film that, that's, that's true my, that's my thinking on it so let me ask you this so what was the solution be do it like you know like how Star Wars did it, like that prequel shit. Like first you just released the movie, and then you then you like you tell the story backwards. Would that be the solution? Like put out what you want to put out there. Like first of all, just 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 put 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 the the ongoing battle that's out there now. Put that on the screen as your first as your first movie, and then the second episode, then begin to tell the story. Is that the solution, or is it just uh-huh. the, what what is it? I was gonna say my solution is to treat the movies the same way I treat the comic books, right? Because in the comic books, a different person writes it every once in a while. Different mm-hmm. people draw it. Yes. Different people make changes to the characters in the background. Sometimes they reboot them and relaunch them. So whenever a movie comes out, I just treat it like that. Like, oh, it's just a relaunch of this character. Let's see what this guy thinks the character would be. And if, and, and that's I think that's the secret to why I'm a much more happier type of nerd than a lot of these angry nerds that walk around you your know mindset, you, you've regeared your mindset that yeah. to be like okay i'll work with you i got you too yeah. that, that, that yeah. makes a lot of sense and, that makes a lot of sense and for me chill roger can uh, read a lot more comic books than me and i'm just really simple i don't give a fuck either you entertain me goddamn it or you didn't like all that other stuff like me i don't care anything about yeah yeah i heard i heard you on um what was it was was it um was it Montoya's was it was it that podcast and you were talking about comic books and y'all was talking about something I forget what it was this one you y'all think that's the episode you was on y'all was trying to try to see here talk about something how the Japanese should come over here and build the trains and I was like oh. I got issues with that. All these motherfuckers over here who ain't got no job, but you want to bring the Japanese over here and let them build a high-speed rail. Like, mm, yeah. But I think it was on that episode I heard you talking about comics, and, you know, you were saying that, you know, you you, you like your comics, you know, certain things that you like, but it's like you were saying, like, you know, you, you, you're not too deep in it, but, like, you, you have your own set of shit that you like. But, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, like, you're married to a dude who he's pretty much up on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's very well-rounded when it comes to that shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so, you, you know, me like, stories. I, 
I've heard I've heard Ross say that he has like he pull out these these catalogs from like how many years ago and they're like you know yeah. four hundred pages thick and all of this shit. So yeah, I'm like you know, do you pick up a little a lot of a little bit of your knowledge from Rod or do you like did you, how did you get into comics? I do. Um, I, I I think for me when it comes to the whole concept of comics, the funny thing about it because I used to see Roger Green his Roderick literally had boxes and boxes and boxes that we took out of his mom and daddy attic after we after uh we got married and left. They, they was like, look, this shit is up here. You got to get rid of this shit. So Roger actually went through and started reading them. So he was reading his. I kind of felt left out. I was like, well, shit, I want something to read. So uh, what we did was that we actually went to, was it, Books Millions? And I didn't really know what to read. So I started literally reading stuff like the Powerpuff Girls, like shit that I liked. So I started reading like okay. cartoon comic books, and then it kind of branched into other things. And I know for me, one of my favorite comic books that I love is the I'm behind in it, but The Walking Dead, because to me that's one of the first comic books that I've read that I've actually read from the start and the character development and all that stuff. So I do understand how they feel, but I can separate the two as two separate universes in my mind. So it's it's so I don't get all this anger. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I know a lot of people go, well, why, why aren't you angry? Like, well, Roderick's not angry, and I think because he's not angry, it don't make me angry. Right. So, I mean, so basically, okay, so since you have some sense to it, you have that mindset. Hello? Yeah, uh -oh. you broke Hello? up. You uh, broke up. Can, can you hear us? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, uh, we hear you. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you, you're in the middle of saying something, Karen. You, that's when I lost you. Repeat oh. what you said. Oh, I, I, I was saying before because, like I said, it's, I, I have a tendency to separate it because to me, I know for those of you to listen to the nerd off, uh, when Chris was saying we're trying to bring the N-word back, the nerd word, I rejected it because I was like, I'm not mad and I'm not angry. So I didn't want to be looped. A group in the group of people that's just raging about everything. I'm I'm kind of a new age nerd. If I love it, I love it. If I don't, I don't. I'm not going to convince you not to like it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, then, people. It's been good chatting with you. That's real. You too. I gotta go get on some brandy. You know what I'm saying? I gotta go self medicate right now. Me too. Cause I'm starting. To, yeah, I'm starting. You know what? It, I, I swear to God, just I'm telling you. The next time I hear about you in one of your fucked up drinks, I'm telling you, I shit in both of your whiskey glasses. Aww. I'm telling you, I shit in both of. So you think so like just, what you think like brandy and orange juice? You think that'll be good, or you think that's too too out there? Crickets. <laughs> How about Sprite? Red brandy and some root, brandy and root beer. I think I still got a bottle of root beer. Crickets, oh, crickets. Okay, you know what? Till you do right by the brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Till you do right. Damn Every piece of sushi that you eat gonna have bones in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay hey, look. Okay. I, 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 my, I want the only brandy I mess with. Uh, got a little brother named Ray J. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, oh, and you know what? You know what? Truth be told, because you know what? Um, you know, when I was um in Virginia with my baby, mm -hmm. uh, I tried sushi, and uh, that shit good in a month. It is good. <laughs> it is good, dog. I tried to tell you now. Yeah, she she, she was putting pictures so on Facebook. I felt so bad. I done threatened the king Leonard in the ball. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Leonard, by the way. Happy B day, Happy dog. Birthday, yes. Okay, but I done threatened to kick Leonard in the ball. That shit good. I didn't eat like the big hunks of meat now. Right. I no, I don't, I don't really like sashimi either. That's the that's the big ass hunks of just mm -mm. fish. Mm -mm. Like I, I, like yeah, I, like I ordered that shit one day, man. I got I opened by that accident. shit up. I said, Hold up, brother. 
ain't it supposed to be some more shit with this because this look like just fish to me bro and uh i feel like a ripoff because it's not like y'all cooked it y'all didn't season it and y'all didn't put no rice with it or no other ingredients it's just fish i want my money back so i got my money yeah. back yeah, yeah. I mean, for real. So, yeah, yeah li- but. And chill. I see me. I like my sushi fried, like, so a lot. I like a lot of fried, like, fried around. And the thing about sushi that's just so marvelous is that all sushi don't have to be raw fish. And you can actually request that they cook your fish. A lot of people don't know yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I had some shit called a crunchy roll. Mm-hmm. And it was like shrimp tempura and all that. Then I had some shit called a green eyed lady. That mm-hmm. shit was good. That shit. Yes. That, but I did, and I did have one with a little bit of spicy tuna in there. Mm-hmm. I think it was called My Best Friend, and mm. my lady got me to try it. But that, that shit's pretty good. But I was like, don't tell them shit. Don't tell them shit, because I be talking about something. I don't like it. <laughs> like, I, I, can't, I can't lie. I can't. Y'all was right. I was wrong, man. <laughs> and Try some shit. Try some shit in your life. Damn it. Yeah, yep. You need to change your world and chill. Um, whenever we get a chance, we got to go to Cowfish, because Cowfish got a roll with barbecue on it, dog. That's banging. See, 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 okay, right now, if my baby listen to this, which I know she is, mm-hmm. parts of her body are doing dances, okay? Mm-hmm. Parts of her body are doing the Dougie, as she says. I can't tell you what part that is. Right. But parts of her body right now are doing the Dougie. Every time you mention the word cowfish, yeah, that's what happened. We got like to I go. Said, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do shit, because when I was up there, man, like I said, them niggas canceled church. Right. I ain't never heard of that. that that's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, it's too cold to get your praise on. Yeah. I ain't never heard that. Like, never heard nothing like that before. God, God showed up and was like, where everybody at? Y- he showed <laughs> in. Hey, <laughs> chill. It's, it's almost like the school closing, the business closes. Literally, you see a post about like, Ebenezer Baptist on the Rock Church. We are closed today, niggas. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Y'all going and get up out of here. I'm taking up enough of y'all time. Other people want to hear their stuff read. Okay, cousin me, I guess y'all going to be here till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, hey. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. You I miss too, you Jill. too. We always love having you around, dog. Yeah, I, um, I'm getting my Tipsy Award. I call them Tipsy. <laughs> tipsy Award. I, You've been nominated several times. Yeah, I'm getting my Tipsy Award nominations. Uh, yeah. Um, Y'all just have to bear with me like y'all did last year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get them in to you, and we're going to see what happens. Right. And, uh, yeah, on that note, Black Out Who Tip Nation, what I love. Peace out. Peace. Peace. All right, man. I got to read these emails. Let's get on it. <clears throat> oh, yep, and before you leave, she made me remember, uh, go back and read what people have added, if they've added anything this week. Oh, okay. I don't think they did for some reason, but I will check. I will check that out. Okay. Because um, she reminded me of that. Yeah, it's a little hard to do um, live. Give me a second. Oh, no problem. Um, <clears throat> to uh, bring that up. Okay. Shayna Wright said, living in Boston. Hey, Ryder Karen. Amber P. asked for people who had lived in Boston and other places. Well, here I am. Here's the quick and dirty of my geographical history. I was born and raised in Virginia, but my family lives in the Midwest. I went further south to North Florida, a.k.a. South Georgia, for undergrad. I got my master's in Boston where I lived for three years, and now I live in New Jersey. <clears throat> I wanted to chime in about the inherent racism of the South, so I'm glad it came back up. In my experience and humble opinion, white people from the South who choose to educate themselves regarding race and racism end up being better allies in the long run. I hate that word ally more than more on that in a minute. Yeah, I hate that word, too, but I feel you. Mm-hmm. 
uh my white friends in the south looked at races around them and said these guys are assholes i don't want to be one so there is racist and not racist when i come to boston i heard this phrase anti-racist ally in new england and only neoliberal areas white people who choose to educate themselves about race and racism want recognition special titles congratulations a parade a cookie something from me for not being an asshole in spite of not making the kind of missteps of someone would like to do from duck dynasty white people in boston are so entitled even without being racist which i discovered is pretty fucking annoying i can imagine mm-hmm. and their love for black people and black shit can be pretty fucking racist and yeah like rod said stopping frisk is the most racist shit ever um yeah that's like and that's the thing like with stopping frisk they that that ended up coming like was one of the reasons i kind of pointed to it as an example was because new york as a city is a city that uh people there kind of put themselves in like hey we're liberal we're progressive mm-hmm. uh we're we mix our races and stuff and it's like yeah but stop and frisk pretty racist policy you know what i mean so it's like one of those like it's a it, it stands out more than even in some other cities you mm-hmm. know and racism is everywhere yeah and, and, that, and that was the only point i was saying was racism everywhere not new york is the worst but uh if you're insecure about new york obviously that's what you're gonna care here anyway my empathy goes out to amber boston is very frustrating with trying to create community but don't give up amber know that all the black people there feel the same way that you do it took some time but i found a great group of black queer misfits who became my family they are there i promise in other news i'm in the home stretch of getting this phd since my contact with the outside world will be limited what better way to continue than to become premium dog yes more hours at home working meant that i needed more content thanks in advance for keeping me company every day while i write y'all are the coolest study buddies ever best shana thanks shana thank you and uh yeah that is an interesting perspective man i like i said i've never lived in boston i've always heard stuff about boston and i'm always careful of what i hear because i (laughs) I mean, not you know, because people say that shit about everywhere. Yes, you know? they do. And I don't want to just start believing the worst about somebody or the worst about somebody's city just because. You know, it's the same reason that I don't go. Well, stopping frisk is in New York City. Obviously, it's a shithole and mm-hmm. everything is racist. Like, no, that that's also as ridiculous in my opinion. Yes, it is. Peyton writes in episode six twenty five, man of steel convictions. I've listened to a couple hundred shows and this is the first guest I really didn't like. I'm over the I hate everything nerd. They feel like they are saving you or doing you a favor by telling you how much something sucks. I've just had my feel of that kind of nerd always complaining and never happy with anything. Most of the people who shit on Man of Steel. Well, for the record, I feel like Mike Lawrence also hates himself. So, you know, that you just wasting your hate nobody is more scrutinizing of mike lawrence than mike lawrence yeah uh so <laughs> yes yeah, this is his mind tick yeah he's just, i've come to peace with it is what i say like i listen to his show and sometimes i get so mad because i'm like man i really enjoyed this thing and mike hates it like he's never gonna like it but then at some point i find peace because it's like you know what man mike also shits on himself constantly so what can i say he didn't like something i i feel like i'm winning i'm still in i'm 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 i got the lottery of life because i actually enjoy these things and uh that's a much better way to be is to walk out the theater and feel like that money was spent uh, to a good cause Mm -hmm. most of the people who shit on man are still never reference examples from the comics it's always 
the other movies or some other random thing that makes me think they never really read soups on the regular mike referenced the video game everything in man of steel can be tied wait oh yeah okay mike referenced a video game everything in man of steel can be tied to things in the comics yeah that is the thing too that a lot of people that don't like man of steel don't talk about there's almost nothing from that movie that doesn't come from some version of the comics Mm -hmm. some version you know it might not be word for word but Mm -hmm. it's like well you know they wrote uncle ben this way in a different iteration they wrote Mm -hmm. you know his origin story like metropolis wasn't really his city in this movie nobody really talks about that metropolis was a place that this fight happened at but he wasn't actually living there Mm -mm. he wasn't being a reporter there that shit didn't happen until the, the end of the movie Metropolis has been destroyed multiple times. That's why it's shiny and new compared to Gotham. The villains always attack the city. Soups fights in the middle of the city. Soups has killed before. Side note, every hero fights in their city. No hero ever takes the bad guy out of the city and then fights ever. That argument against Soups is the dumbest of all. Y'all blame like cartoons and TV shows and people cherry picking their favorite episodes. Cause there's been episodes of like the Superman cartoon where he mm-hmm. fought somebody in the city uh there's been issues of the comic book i remember uh famously uh he fought um fuck what was the dude that killed him uh was it darks not dark side he fought dark side in the city too okay but the dude that killed him killed him in the middle of metropolis like and the city was destroyed you know um, yeah i forgot that doomsday. doomsday doomsday okay doomsday killed him in metropolis so like uh there was this you know that so it's always just like i think people cherry pick right I'm just over the kind of nerd and the man of still hate was the thing that put me over the edge. So it's not all Mike. It's partly me. And I'm just over that kind of nerd. That is all Peyton. Well, um, I don't know, man. I feel you. I understand how it can be frustrating. Uh, but, uh, you know, I love me some Mike, man. Mm-hmm. I love Sadaman too. You and guys should all go listen to Sadamantium. Yeah, and, it's and, so and good. He got YouTube clips. Check out his YouTube and go to his site and, yeah. and, and actually, um, listen to him tell yes. comedy he's a very funny dude y'all yeah just what a he's hilarious man i'm sorry man i guess i'm biased i can't not like that dude i know he's the best <laughs> long time no talk to by ashley but i listen every week i normally skip feedback shows because i'm selfish and they don't pertain to me since i haven't left any lately but i listened to one this weekend and my on my new phone nokia did <laughs> nokia the brick did you know your show can be found on the podcast slash Xbox app for Windows? Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do we know now? Only had the most recent three episodes, and I missed yours and Karen voices, so I decided I'd drop a line this week. Hey, I ran across this on Facebook. This is a link to a video clip of a news story at hometown Greenwood, Mississippi. Our police chief stepped down this week and went straight went off on the mayor's city council meeting with all the curses of the Book of Revelations. I was tickled. <laughs> Look at all the white faces in the background. A little context. Greenwood is a small town, less than 20,000 people located in the Delta region of Mississippi. As such, we are, have a legacy of de facto segregation. Now we get along to get along, but the tension is always right under the surface. Here it is bubbling up. Our police chief, chief is slash was an older black man and our mayor is an older white woman drama each year we have elections we've been trying to get her out for some time now but the black vote always gets split the council split 50 50 like the town split into white and black and sized by the yazoo river anyway here you go an accompanying article our accompanying article is kind of long but outlines so outlines some of the grievances the chief had um so what is this um i, I guess uh hold on a second let me get my volume 
I guess there's also a news article here, so I can play that. Okay. Um, let's see here. Things that he had problems with about her, including that he thought she was evil. And she says oh. that she didn't know that they had any problems before this. Now, I've spoken to both of them today, and she says that, you know, she hates to see him go. He says that she was aware of the problems and that some of the problems were her overmanaging his department. You can watch this video and see where he speaks for himself. Today I am officially announcing my retirement from the Greenwood Police Department. It has been a wonderful ride and I've enjoyed working with you all for the past 29 years. The reason I've chosen to retire is I simply can't take any more of the dictator leadership of Carolyn McAdams. Carolyn McAdams has no law enforcement experience, but she wants to make law enforcement decisions. Decisions that are so close to being illegal that there is no gray area. There is an evilness about this leadership like I've never seen. An evilness that seems to be orchestrated from another source. An evilness that took some person to go to a major university and major in evilness and wickedness 101. <laughs> Carol McAdams will use you and throw you to the side like an empty beer can on a hot Saturday night. She's anti-police and is determined on dismantling the Greenwood Police Department. When it comes to the Greenwood Police Department, her philosophy is guilty until proven innocent. I'll leave you with these words. Antichrist. Beelzebub. Deceiver. Destroyer. Liar. Seven heads and ten horns. Old Satan, the devil himself. That's the Carol MacAdams I know. Have a good day. God damn it. Absolutely disgruntled about something, but seven heads... Uh, an antichrist, um, a dictatorship, I am not. I try to help people all the time. Uh, I try to help that department. I have repeatedly asked for help over there. I get shot down all the time. I mean, it's just, a, I mean, we, we are in trouble. I agree with Chief Langdon 100%, uh, you know, and I trust people until I can't trust them any longer. Now, that's well, just it. Well, Wow, that's crazy. Ah, that is an old black man speech. He quit like shit, man. He quit like fucking. I'm gonna go out in flames. Right. I guess that's how he quit. They slammed that notebook short too. Yeah, that was good. He was like, "That's it." Um, <clears throat> only thing was shit was fuck you, bitch. Right. Mudslinger writes in, "Keep it pushing, niggas. Rod and Karen. Ah, 2014 is a year of positive change, a financial gain for uh for is us all. But 2013 wasn't too bad either." The greatest show rant was when Chill and Owen were on and you were talking about pornography and Karen suddenly went wild. Suddenly went wild. Karen came out of nowhere with a 10 minute rant telling you how she won't ever do any of that shit from them store, from the story. So you better not even ask. The best part was when she interrupted you three more times to tell, to yell at you for what the dude in the story did. Nigga, I almost pissed myself. It was the first time that I ever heard Chill go silent. Awkward. I'm so glad I'm a premium member. I'm going back to listen to it again. Thanks, Mudslinger. <laughs> Emil writes in, 
hello rod and karen episode 623 to 626 is the name of this hello rod and karen my favorite nigga lovers in the podcast land let me get let me try and paint a picture here it was about 6 45 p.m pacific time and i had just drained my glass of jameson after witnessing a highly entertaining sport ball game i was a i was a delighted i was delighted at the outcome of this game as i as was i wait as was it are we drunk right now as was as disappointed at the results of the earlier game yes i'm a patriot fan then it happened i was about to turn on the t- off the tv because i usually have no pages for the usual both teams play hard narrative or post-game interviews then sherman happened my first thought was that this was magic i still think it was magic but sherman broke the unbroken rule of team sports in the u.s no matter how much shit you talk on the field you must always praise your opponent and be humble when this- they stick the microphone in your face it was so wrong but it was also right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, like I was one of those things. I was like, that's entertaining. That's fucked up. Yep. Those are my first immediate thoughts. Was, Woo. Laughing, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? On the subject of the U.S. lecturing Russia on gay rights, there are a couple things worth noting. As disappointing as the track record of the U.S. is with respect to respecting homosexuals, it is still way ahead of most of the world. Most of the world, with the exception of Scandinavian countries, a couple of Western European countries, Canada, which recognizes gay marriage nationally, and I think Argentina. Don't get me wrong, the U.S. is disingenuous to preach on this issue, but it is analogous to the issues of race in America. For all of its racial issues, I would rather, as a black immigrant, live in the U.S. or Canada than Europe. These are countries of immigrants, while European countries tie race directly to your national identity. You and your children would never really be French, even if you were born there. Unless you are a person of note or excessive means, most blacks are never really seen as part of these countries. So unless you ball so hard, motherfuckers want to find you, you don't want to be a nigga in Paris. See what I did there? Yes, we did. (laughs) Um, Let me just say on that topic, um, my, like my point is not that somehow the u.s isn't slightly ahead of some countries or that the u.s da 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 my point is that the u.s don't really care and i think uh people are getting so caught up in the nationalism of the olympics that they're really being misled like they're really to to think that the u.s genuinely cares about the the rights and abuses in russia for gay people is pretty silly and as soon as the olympics are over they're gonna go right back to not caring they only care because it's a shot at russia who is our political rival at this moment you know uh um uh olivia aka uh radic rad film lawyer mm-hmm. um wrote a really good piece over on uh valid uh um you know the website for uh eli james and them mm-hmm. about this exact thing and she says it way better than i could with much more details and examples but yeah, it's weird that we're cool with like Jamaica. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where it's like we can kill somebody from being gay. Like it's it's just weird where we draw the line and when we draw the line and True. it's because this 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 country isn't an ally and that's it. It's not even deeper than that and nope. It's weird to watch people jump on board with this like, "Yeah, tell them." And it's like, "Okay, are we sure?" A couple other points to note. One, to Amber P's point, I lived in Boston for two years while doing my master's and didn't experience any notable or out-of-ordinary racism. Then again, while attending school, I was mostly in academic circles interacting with other students and academics, so I may not have, have a true picture of life in the city. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, man, I've heard, uh, like, the people I've heard talk shit about it, a lot of them have been athletes, too. 
you know um mm-hmm. so they probably have a completely different perspective perspective you know like nobody's calling me a nigger to for being famous in boston and that might happen to them say more in boston than san francisco or some shit i don't know so uh that you know I, it was just a bunch of yeah it's a bunch of um anecdotal information and i was just like i don't want to roll with that because i feel like that's not fair to the city to be like your city's racist well how'd you know Barry bond said that it was racist like i don't know yeah that's true uh two it was i was a it was i was a bit disappointed when you did the five percent of speak and didn't drop uh the open strains of woo revelation uh rest in peace to papa woo mm-hmm. um, number three i plan to start a change.org petition to force tbgwt to stop hating on the patriots <laughs> well feel free to waste your time on that yeah because we both got issues with the patriots yeah i'll sign it too and I still won't change shit. Mm-mm. As always, it was a great week of shows forcing me to suppress laughs so as not to startle coworkers. Well, thank you, Emil. Thank you. And thank you for writing. Yes. Kelly writes in, Madonna gets 100? <laughs> yes, she does. Podcast 624, fire in the hole. Hey, Roderick and Karen. Yeah, Madonna can get 100 points for that Instagram hashtag. After she made that hashtag and doubled down on it, she then had the nerve to release a trolling ass apology statement, and I quote, I am sorry if I offended anyone with my use of the N-word on Instagram. It was not meant as a racial slur. I am not a racist. There's no way to defend the use of the word. It was all about intention, she said. It was used as a term of endearment toward my son, who is white. I appreciate that it's a provocative word, and I apologize if I gave people the wrong impression. Bitch, what? (laughs) Fuck you. (coughs) Sorry, I a little choked up with my hate. Fuck you. Sorry if I offended you. Intention, term of endearment, all the makings of a non-apology. She really tried it. And this is why she can kiss the blackest part of my behind. Also, let's not forget she has adopted two black children. What about the babies, Rod? What about the babies? Well, anyways, that's the end of my rant. Love your show and Karen's laugh. Peace, Kelly. Kelly, you're right. A hundred. Because you have been fucked with. Uh, and it's not even close to, like, that's not even contested like you yeah it, it, you moved it to 100 i'm about to say if we did give if it 100 we didn't give it 100 it's, it's 100, 100 now because you seem to be perturbed and uh that is all the qualifications to demand defend your spouse by nikki 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 from arizona hey karen and rod wanted to switch it up and say hi to karen first hey I'm still catching up on the shows. I will, uh, listen, I will listen to Equally Yoked episode. I agree that women, not all, but some of us, do expect our man to defend us. I recently went with my boyfriend to buy a new car. When the sales manager was talking to him to try to negotiate the price, he totally disrespected me. I, by the way, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird being a dude because sometimes I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And they just assume like you're the one with the balls. You know. So like I said, we're yeah, going to put the flux capacitor onto the back of the catalytic converter. Yeah, and uh, but the only time they ever talk to the woman is when they're trying to do some fucking upgrade, get some extra shit. Because right. they figure out that she's, she's going to be the one to push the extra shit. Exactly. And if it's with Karen, then they're always right. Yeah. No, no, no. I've gotten better. A lot of times I look at you and be like, uh, what you think? Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which makes them mad. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, whatever you I've gotten better, yourself. sir. Uh, when I said my input, this, when I said my input, the salesman to put his hand up and he said, I'm talking to your boyfriend, not you. Oh, <gasps> how did y'all not? Oh, walk that'd out have been the end of the transaction. They'd be like, oh, you know what? Um, we don't have nothing else to say here. Get your shit and let's go. Yeah. I would have walked out. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. You how said did he get that job. Yeah. 
Yes. He wouldn't have got that sale that day. Can I speak to a manager of a, or a supervisor? Because that right yeah. there, oh, I'd have showed my black ass. Yeah, man. Good grief. I would I would turn that shit into the the the, the fucking you come straight out of a comic book like yeah like, that that would not suddenly, have I would like to leave your car dealership oh yeah you know what and it'd have been like I'd have looked but like you know what, baby uh, we got to go um this transition is officially over you, we're not yeah. buying shit here I would have been like Jim Kelly and Enter the Dragon <laughs> suddenly I need to leave your yep. car dealership yep. Meg, you come straight out of a comic book. Uh, we ended up leaving. At, oh, wait. My boyfriend went off on the sales manager and let him know I can put in, in any put input I want and he won't be disrespecting me. We ended up leaving and buying the same car at another dealership. That's what you do. My boyfriend has also told me he had to check a couple of his coworkers after they met me. We have a 12 year age difference and we are not of the same race. So some of them had some thoughts about that. He said that it, it was required that a man always defends his girl because if he doesn't, it looks bad as a man. It gives others the right to disrespect her. Okay, that's my input on the subject. Love the show. Keep it up. Nikki from Arizona. Um, I will say, and I know that um, it's not specific to men, for the record. Like, I think both sexes, genders deal with this. But um, it, I do I do believe um that the world and your friends and people in public take their cue from how to treat your significant other from you, mm-hmm. you know, unless you want them to be like, I had to fight all my life all the time. Then um it is up to you sometimes to step in and be like, Hey, I love this person. You're not going to disrespect them. And that goes for Family, family members, especially goes, family. Sometimes with family, it's a lot harder than for people on the outside because they don't really know the relationship. And sometimes the family don't know the relationship, but a lot of times family members make assumptions about shit all the time. And it's one of those things. But sometimes you got to be like, hey, you know what, me and you, nigga, we got to talk and I'm not going to deal with this bullshit. Yeah, that, that goes for family, friends, coworkers, um, salesmen, just people that are in your life for whatever reason. A lot of times you end up being like, hey, um, you're not going to talk to my wife like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're not going to talk about my husband like that. Exactly. Um, and, and because at the end of the day, these people don't have to deal with your relationship. No, they don't. So you can listen to all the advice and shit that they have. But at the end of the day, your relationship is between the two of you. And, you know, while what if you allow these people to have input, uh, all of a sudden they're going to have problems with your spouse if you don't handle the shit. You know, so now they showing up like you told Harpo to beat me. You know, he like, <laughs> fuck that shit, man. You got to stand up uh, and be like, stay out of my fucking relationship. So I don't ask for people for advice on our relationship mm-hmm. and shit like that. And uh, why I don't really try to give out relationship advice. But yeah, you know, part of the world means you have to kind of protect. I feel like and it's going to come out patronizing or whatever, or, you know, patriarchy or whatever. But part of your um Part of what you do as a spouse, not even as a man but or but a as woman, a spouse. is to protect the person you're with, however that takes form. Whether it's yes. physical protection, whether it's emotional protection, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, part of what you do is you're taking on this pledge to kind of protect each other. Yes, and, and the protection comes different for women than it does men but sometimes you literally have to take protection and stand up be it about children be it about the way he treats you be it any of that sometimes you literally have to stand up and like you know what i'm not going to take this or i'm not going to deal with 
whatever the situation is. And, and sometimes even when it comes to family, it even may mean cutting people off mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm not going to that family function because fuck you. You said something about my husband that I didn't like and I'm not a child and I don't have to sit here and deal with it. Exactly. Cause at the end of the day, when Sophia's home, things got to change around here. Okay. So that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, man, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with, uh, oh, we didn't have any new stuff. Oh yeah, you're right. Hold on. Let me see if there was anything. Oh, only, only because. No, no, no. You're, no, you're absolutely right. There's no, no need. Um, just trying to see what was the last show? 18th? Mm. So, uh, okay. All right. We got a couple. Here we go. Anna Main Sparkster. Um, best impression. Rod is Wesley Pipes. Anytime he says, let them see it in that voice, I died. I die laughing. This impression is done multiple times, but is most clearly heard in the 90 day rule episode. Uh, best episode, do bros and the scorning. Uh, best argument when Rod addresses the twib detractors in the second half of episode four eight. Soft, see you next Tuesday. Um, was that last year? I feel like that was two years ago. Um, well, four eight. How many episodes did we do last year? When we went to five days a week, we lit. We literally started like quadrupling the amount. So it really may have been last year. Who knows? No way. No way. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to try to search it on the site. But uh that would be crazy if that was a year ago. I feel like that shit happened 12 years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> January 12th. Um, of um, last year? 2013. That was. <laughs> it was at the beginning of the year. That has been exactly a year. Wow. That is crazy. All right. Well, it's it. But, but you know, and, and it probably feels like so many. Cause like I said, when we start, when we actually bumped up two times a week, it mm-hmm. actually felt like we was really going. One of the best ethers in podcast history, best interview, Zan, aka Afrocentric, and, uh, best new guest from Miss SD, uh, or MSD, best new guest, Sarone Russell. So, uh, I don't know if he was a new guest last year or not. I think he might have been on the show once or twice before that. He was. He was? Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh I don't think he gets to count as best new guest. Did you can vote for him for best guest? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll put him in that category. Uh, all right, man. But you guys can continue to vote. Uh Just go to the, to the website. Yep, to the end of the month. Tippies. Uh, you got a couple more days, man. I think six more days till the end of the month. And yep. then we're going to start. Uh, the polls and let you guys, um, vote, vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's about it now. So, uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow and, uh, hopefully, uh, everything will be cool. We're going to have Brandy. Um, she, uh, she's just a person that I met on Facebook that I think is funny and she's going to be on the show tomorrow, 10 a.m. Uh, Monday, Jaquetta, uh, Tuesday, JL Covan, uh, nobody on Wednesday and, That'll be it for the week. So we'll talk to you guys tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. Thank you so much for all your feedback. Thank yes. you guys for signing up for premium. Yes. Thank you guys for donating to the show. And supporting and uh, spreading the word, word about the show. Leaving reviews on mm-hmm. iTunes and Stitcher. It means a lot, guys. All that stuff. We'll be back with a nerd off today at three also, by the way, uh, with Chris from the Insanity Check. So, um, all this stuff for premium people, man. Y'all make it worth doing. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, until then, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.